Hi everyone, my name is Miss Yowete and this is the Money Matters Podcast. Um, I've been looking at different topics, you know, over the past months, talking about different things. And as you know, the title of this podcast is Money Matters with Missy. And um, like I said at the beginning, the pot, this podcast would focus on money issues, you know, it relates to everything money. And it just occurred to me that um i've been talking about so many different things you know savings investments budgeting you know planning for your future keeping your assets safe and all of that well i haven't actually talked about money in itself and um of course money is something that everyone is familiar with um even little children very soon um you know they 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 become accustomed to the fact that there is something you know that you take to the shop and you get stuff you know with those things so you you see a young child two year old you know being exceptionally happy because they got a, a one p or two p coin or even a pound coin um, because they immediately recognize money. So mon- money is something that every person, you know, is familiar with. And um, a lot of times we, other than the fact that it meets, we use it to help us meet our needs. People don't really give thought to money. And again, money isn't something that is taught in schools. Um, so other than the, the, you know, when you're, being taught maths or arithmetic or whatever it is you want to call it numbers um you get the you know those problem solving questions where they talk about oh you know um if you buy an apple for a pound and you want five apples how much are you going to need to buy five pounds or you know trying to relate the mathematics or arithmetic to our daily living other than that, you don't really, um, you don't really get taught about money unless you, maybe in your secondary school years or maybe uni years, you you study economics or maybe commerce, then it becomes an you know or even um, accounting, you know or something accounting related or business related. That's when you get taught money, but um, unlike the basics of english and mathematics you know language culture history and all of that um the principles of money is not really taught in school so we are all aware of it we understand how it works we have a basic knowledge of how it works but um it's not something that we truly understand you know and um appreciate what it is so i just thought let me do a podcast on money and um address the elephant in the room the love of money because um you have this debate as to whether as christians you know money is something that we should pay so much attention to you know and if we do you know the degree to which we have to and um Yes, I thought this is something that I address. Of course, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about is essentially my opinion based on um, experience over years, what I've read in the scriptures, you know, 
um, some things I've picked up that I've been taught and I've learned over time. And I think the best um, place to start would be let's, what really is money? What is money? A lot of us, our understanding of money is the currency, you know, but the concept of money, what it is. And I, I looked up, you know, um, Wikipedia and it says money is a mechanism that facilitates the process of trading wealth indirectly, you know, as a replacement of trading wealth directly, you know, as with butter. So trading by butter, for example, is trading wealth directly, but money allows you trade wealth indirectly. And immediately I just noticed the correlation between money and wealth. And I thought, actually, that's not true. But when you think about it, it is, um, because it, wealth is something that you have. It's kind of like your in quote assets, you know, and you exchange it for something else. You understand? So essentially you're giving away some of your wealth to acquire more wealth. And that's what money enables you do and it's i think it's also important to note that um before money you know there was a means of you know trading wealth which was butter so the actual origin of money you know according to wikipedia you know is quite difficult to trace because it predates any kind of records but you know based on evidence archaeological evidence and records that have been kept over time they kind of like allude to the beginning of money and i think when you think about it it's logical so um initially um people um exchanged um exchange goods or service in exchange for other goods and services um, so basically um, as the as the world um, began to develop people started specializing in things so you have like in the bible bible would record who the first um um cattle men were who the first uh, uh, uh musicians were and stuff like that you know but basically you have people who who planted seeds uh, the bible refers to cain he was a tiller of the ground and Abel being a keeper of cattle. So already we see them specializing in different trades. And of course, Cain would want meat and Abel would want produce. You understand for them to be able to survive. Um, and that's just, again, this is an illustration. Please don't hold me to it. This is not what the Bible says, but I'm just saying reading between the lines, you can you kind of like can understand why so it would only be fair that one would give the other meat in exchange for you know grain and food stuff and all of that you know and then of course we have the clothing um shelter and needing help building shelter and all of that and if, if you kind of like follow through that thought you know in the absence of money what they would have to do apart from helping each other is they would trade off each other and of course that is how trade by butter kind of like works so over time people would exchange goods and services for goods and services and that seemed to work 
you know, for a while until obviously um, when you wanted something and the person who had what you wanted did not need or want what you have. And that's called, you know, um, the double coincidence of want. So you, you find out that they, they will get to a point where um, you have something that you're happy or willing to trade. But what you want, you can't get because the person who has it doesn't want what you want. Either because they have it, you know, in, or they just don't need it. And so you have that problem with batter. And, you know, the, not only was there the, the, the issue of the coincidence of wants, you know, there was also the common measure of value. You understand how much is it? How much grain can you get for a piece of meat? You know, so meat was something that probably was a bit difficult to store. Whereas with grains, you know, if you dry it properly, you could store it for longer. So how much do you exchange for meat? You understand? And basically, if somebody just wanted a piece of meat, for example, that would mean you have to kill your animal, you know, and then divide it. And of course, you can't store it for that long in exchange for their own produce. So the common measure of value was also an issue. And even as well, the, you know, the being able to there, there were some things that you just could not divide you know talking about cattle for example in exchange for grain if somebody wanted meat you'd have to kill the cow to be able to give them the meat they wanted in exchange for grain you know is that something you want to do you know especially if what you were trying to do was to build your flock you know and you needed that particular bull or cow or whatever to you know produce more calves so that you could increase your flock you know is that something that you want to do and also um the the the, 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 the you know being able to defer so basically you could say okay you know what um i'll give you meat now and then come harvest time you give me enough grain for you know, to last me the next year and stuff like that. But the problem would arise if you had a poor harvest and the amount of grain that you needed to give in exchange for the meat that you've already had um, was not sufficient. So what do you do? You know, you need the, the, the grain to survive for the coming year. He doesn't have the grain to cover you. What happens, you know? And and also, um, there's also the, the difficulty of being able to store, you know, your excess produce and all of that. So at some point, Trade by Butter had to, you know, it had to um, fall apart because it just wasn't working. And so what people um, would have to do was they then started looking for things um, that in and of itself was not really that valuable but kind of like was a representation of you know the value of what they had so you had things like um the cowries um develop you know and people would collect the cowries 
and the carries kind of like indicated the value of what it is that you wanted and so you could you could divide you know so the the a portion of the carries that you want in exchange for what you wanted and all of that and from there um, money as we begin to know it today develops so from that it's it, it, um i think carries became quite bulky and then of course they discovered precious metals like gold and silver you know and then they could they realized that they could you know um break down the gold into smaller portions and you know and and, and that became the origin of the coins you know and of course the coins um, were not always gold and silver sometimes you had lesser metals but they could use that as a representation of what they wanted <clears throat> you know and it became widely acceptable and then from there you you had the notes now you, uh, I, I, I haven't checked um, recently but I understand that initially notes were not um essentially they were not essentially money as we know it today they were actually promissory notes and on top of some notes i'm not sure i haven't really really come i think i i'm not sure with currency i think it's on the it's on the is on the sterling it says i promise to give the bearer of this note and then the amount and that's how paper money actually um started so basically what would happen is because obviously you know people were carrying large amounts of money and they would get robbed and they would lose their wealth so what they did was they they stored that amount in a place you know and then they got a note back to say okay um i owe you this amount and when you present this note to me i'll give you back this money and it didn't really matter who presented the note you know as long as the note was presented you got the money and it was lighter you didn't have to carry so much wealth over a long distance and that was how notes came to be and now we have you know the account so you have a bank account you know that has a record of the amount of money that you have without you physically having to hold the notes and the coins and then of course we have electronic money and you know in recent times we've seen the bitcoin you know emerge and so that's how money is now the thing about money is that it has and for money to work it has to have an intrinsic value meaning that it has to be worth something you understand it has to be worth something and usually that money the value of that money is reflected in the commodity you know um that you're trying to buy so for example um the 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 the, the price of um of maybe a loaf of bread it's about pound 50 you know so that's the value of it and that's how much you would pay of course depending on the kind of bread you're buying it goes from as little as maybe 50p to as much as two pounds 50 you know depending on where you're buying it from and the type of bread and all of that but that price that tag that price tag on it really represents the value you know and of course depending on where you're buying um you could buy the same thing at different um prices um but essentially it's like if you're willing to pay that price for it then that's what the value is um money has to be legally exchangeable you know for something of either same or equal value 
you know um so it's a legal what we call it a legal tender you know so um I, if i just pick up a piece of paper and write on it five pounds i can't take that to the supermarket you know and say okay yeah give me goods worth five pounds or i can't write on a note and say i promise to pay tesco five pounds um i when they present this note you understand it has to be legally binding so they had the, it has to be the physical money or at the very least there has to it has to be backed by a legally binding contract so if it's not legally exchangeable then it has no value okay or money could be you know something of nominal value and initially the promissory note you know i promised to pay the bearer of this note a certain amount was a fiat money because it was actually backed by gold you know we talk about the gold reserves in, in the states they talk about the federal reserves it was actually backed by gold and that was where the value was so the piece of paper didn't mean anything of course today the government just prints the currency and it's not really backed by anything and of course because they do that because the money in itself doesn't have value you have all these issues with inflation recession and all what not you understand because it's not really backed by anything and the same thing with a bitcoin you know the cryptocurrency it's not really backed by anything um it, it, it's money that it doesn't physically ex exist but because enough people have recognized it as a mode of exchange it then begins to have that value whether it's legally binding i don't know but i know that people are ex i think the, the 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 reason behind the bitcoin or the cryptocurrency really is to because of the corruptness of the financial institutions and in quotes the government you know people have kind of like built the system that gives security to you know what they have but is it backed by anything it's not you know um somebody created something you know and they're saying that look this thing can't be stolen the way we've designed it it can't be stolen and so therefore you know you can exchange it for something and somebody was willing you know to exchange it for initially their own physical money you know so even the cryptocurrency that we talked about you know it's still backed by money so it was like somebody gave um the the money that we know the the electronic money that we know you know in exchange for it you know and when it was valued it was valued alongside the money that we have so i suppose that's where the the um that's what makes it legally exchangeable so almost similar to you know exchanging cash money notes for coins and stuff like that so i think that's where that comes in mm, because it's not a regulated market the government doesn't really have control over it whether they're going to do something about that nobody knows but at the moment people use it to do anything you know to shop as well as even to buy um, estates and i'm sure very soon people are going to actually be using it to buy um, companies and businesses and all of that yeah so um that is kind of like how um money you know kind of like started and so um addressing the the elephant in the room the love of money because i know um uh people the the two school of thoughts when it comes to money and 
people feel you know as christians you know we shouldn't money other than the essential money really shouldn't be an issue you know as long as you you get your bills paid you've got food you've got roof over your head you're not naked you should be content and shouldn't ask for more and yeah there's another school of thought that you know believe that if you're a christian you know and you're truly blessed of god then that should um translate to you being exceptionally wealthy you know and um you there's this you know people talk about oh money is the root of all evil and you find christians are quick to correct them to say no money isn't the root of all evil but the love of money is the root of all evil you know and then the question is okay what's the difference you understand and i think for me there's a major difference between money being the root of all evil and the the love of money being the root of all evil because as i've already explained money arose as a necessity it was supposed to be a means of exchange it was meant to solve a problem you know that the the traditional um, exchange of goods and service couldn't solve so it wasn't designed you know to cause any trouble but the way people decided to use money you know became the issue and that's where the love of money comes in so money becomes an issue you know when money becomes an idol when it becomes the all in all it's like whatever it takes to get money you know that's what you're going to do you know and that's where the stealing the fraud the scam comes in and i've had uh, it's amazing since the time i did the podcast on scams and now i've I've just experienced so many different things it's it's like my eyes just open to a, a different world the things that people would do for money you know either to hold on to it or to gain it is it's just as astounding you know it's like oh wow you know people would go to this extent and for me it's made me understand you know why the love of money indeed is the root of all evils people would lie you know deceive go to exceptionally great extent you know to deceive you just to be able to get hands on your money they'll promise you heaven and earth and then when you hold them to deliver you know even just being honorable putting up your hand and saying you know what i'm sorry i overpromised." no they will find a way of shifting that on you making it look like you are the problem you know just so that and we're talking of you know we're not even talking of life changing money we're talking of just a small amount but just because they don't want to lose they would rather lose their reputation you know than lose this amount any amount of money and when you talk oh i'm losing money i'm losing money and you, and you look at what you on the other side you're losing and you've lost a lot you've sacrificed a lot for this thing to happen and all of a sudden that's not important it's their own side of things that is important you know and that just made me look like look the people would rather you know get a bad name get a bad reputation you know than lose money and that's what love of money does you know um yeah so the the scripture reference for the love of money is in first timothy 6 10 says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil 
It is through this It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So, you, you, I mean, I love that scripture because it basically um, says it all. You know, and there are not too many scriptures in the Bible that talks about the love of money. You know, um, I think that's the only one that talks about the love of money. Apart from that, you have you know covetousness which is not to love money so it's almost like the opposite of not loving money and i think we have even very few scriptures that talk about this i mean the bible talks about covetousness a lot you know either even in it's it's one of the the the, the ten commandments you know that shall not covet your neighbor's possession that shall not covet your neighbor's um wife and all of that um but specific to money, you know, I think the first Timothy 6.10 is the core and the only scripture that talks about the love of money. You know, and it says it's the root of all, not a particular kind, but all kinds of evil. And it's what people would do, you know, to get money. That is the problem, you know, not money itself because they must absolutely have it and my conclusion is that they've turned money into an idol you've put money in the place of god and because you've put money in the place of god you're doing anything and everything to get it essentially it's almost like a worship of money you know and what i find is that it's it's easier you know for us to um to I mean, rather, it's easier to fall into the worship of money, you know, than the worship of God. Why? Because it's like, when you see what money does, you know, it's like you, 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 you look at these people that live, you know, they live in the best parts of, of, um, of the, of, of the, of the country or of the of the town of the city they drive the best cars they seem to eat whatever they like they're always wearing the latest fashion and all of that sometimes it's difficult for you to actually be content you know it's it's really difficult for you because you're looking at them they they don't seem to be doing anything different than what you're doing how come they can afford to live that lifestyle and you're always sacrificing and giving up is that is that really um what god would have to you after all the bible talks about he has given us all that pertains to life and to godliness so why is it that a select few seem to be you know making all the money and being able to live the flashy lifestyle of course if you if 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 you're uh if, if you've been listening to my podcast i did um a podcast on on riches wealth prosperity the difference between riches and wealth um a lot of times you find out that all this the people that do these things um it's you know it's keeping it's mainly keeping up with the joneses it's more riches than wealth so they make the money and they spend all of it almost immediately whereas the wealthy hold on to what they have you know and they invest in assets and so 
they, they wouldn't they're not so flashy in the way they spend their money they're very very frugal they try as much as possible to hold on of course there's there's an extreme to that as well you know to people who have a lot they live a life of poverty they don't spend money on themselves again that again is another root of evil you know because ideally you're not going to take this money anywhere you know where once we die that's it we're done whatever we have left people other than yourself will spend that money if you've not done what you need to do it might even be people that don't like you and people that you don't like you know that would benefit from the money so hoarding money is not really and you know again it's not a great thing so money is is meant you know is 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 meant to be enjoyed the bible says it's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness it's giving us all things freely to enjoy and so money is something that you know is a means to an end that does not mean you need to idolize it you know you don't need to move heaven and earth to get an abundance of it and when you have it you don't have to hoard it you know you need to be generous you know um someone once gave an illustration you know and that thing resounded you know it, it just stayed with me over the years and that is like look the way god works is god would use use you as a vessel you know um you pour money into your life just so that you can pour it out into other people's life now the truth of the matter is when you pour oil into a container you know you can never get 100% of that oil out of that container some of it will still remain within the container and that's what money is meant to do in our lives it's meant to come in and go out you know and of course as it's coming in and going out you know we get blessed by it and that's why you know the, the when you look at the truly wealthy people they're very generous and very charitable people you know um there's an illusion that oh if you keep hold of what you have you know and of course you protect it and do everything and everything you know you you end up being wealthy that's not necessarily true you know the people that have a lot are the people that are quite generous and i, I want to give an illustration so for example someone that runs a business for example you know what i what i found i'm i'm in the process of trying to um, acquire a few businesses and what i find is you see all these um big organizations these big companies and they're having turnovers of like millions you know by the end of the day the profits <laughs> the profits they make is not that much you know you have somebody running a uh, 150,000 pounds practice and you're thinking oh, wow wow he's making a lot of money at the end of the day his profit is probably about 30,000 per annum and that's all he takes from his business but you see his name or the name of his business you know on the door and you're already having of course he's driving a really nice car he lives in a nice neighborhood and you think oh wow the reason is that he gets that money guess what he's doing with it he, one he's paying taxes he's paying his staff he's investing in furniture for the premises and equipment that he needs to run his business you know and he's buying stationery so he's getting that money and it's going out at the same time because he operates that business people have jobs you have families that are able to feed of course this works you know works to keep the economy going 
but he's not collecting all of that money and sitting on it putting it in his bank account if he does that there's no economy you understand and what nothing you know there's nothing happens because the number of people he could potentially employ he's not employing them and they're not being fed you know and even when he takes this money and he goes to spend it you know you have the delivery drivers that he's helping he visits his local pub or wherever you know he goes to the supermarket because he's buying from the supermarket you know that person that serves him at the supermarket has a job and that's what money is supposed to be it's supposed to be a, um you know it's supposed to be something like a conduit it comes through it comes through you and then it goes out and it goes out more so the more of it you put through that conduit you know um the more you get to keep for yourself you know like the oil but the more that you know more people are being blessed with and i'm sure you would notice that i'm not suggesting that you know you make money and you give 100 of it to charity and i'm not saying that you shouldn't give to charity as well but what i'm implying is that by the fact that you're doing business you know you're investing in businesses you're investing in um assets like um property commodities and all of that you're actually keeping the flow of money going you know and everybody gets a bit of it and everybody gets blessed of course we have a great economy um you know and you're you're touching the lives of people and the people that you know you need to help so the people that are unable to work because of illness you know because of disability um because of education or lack of it you can then help you know you can help them you know by giving part of your money to them again by doing that um you're still keeping the money flowing so money is not meant to be stored you know and one thought that came to my mind is like you know people have this impression oh that christians are not meant to you know the bible says it's going to be easier you know for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make heaven you know does that then mean that you know christians are not meant to be rich and I, I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer to that question is. Of course, the camel going to the eye of a needle, um, if from my understanding of reading scriptures, means something different. Yeah. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's still the same thing, you know. And basically, um, my the, the, the thought that comes to my mind is looking at the Bible. I mean, the Bible talks about Solomon being the the wealthiest man that ever lived, you know. And when you look at the amount of wealth that Solomon had, I'm not sure if anyone's been able to, you know, meet that level of wealth. <clears throat> and how did Solomon become wealthy? Solomon did not become wealthy by hoarding money, you know. More than anything, this guy had... Um, I'm not sure if it's 300 wives and 700 concubines or 700 wives or 300 concubines, but he had a, 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 a thousand women at his disposal. And um, if, any, if I know anything about that culture, you know, you just don't walk into a, a, a man's house and take their daughter. You know, you have to. There's a lot of ceremony that goes with, you know, taking a wife, you know. And apart from that, the, the Bible tells us that he built palaces for them you know and again that would cost money and you're talking of enterprise here you know he had massive temple the temple that he built you know for the for the for the lord you know even till 
up to today people are still referring to solomon's temple nothing has ever been built like it not to talk of his own you know his own house you know um he was exceptionally wealthy and he didn't get the wealth by you know um by just sitting down you know and acquiring and getting people to you know donate into his coffers and sitting down on it he he was into enterprise but more importantly um when solomon became king you know and he prayed to god and god appeared to him and you know god asked him what do you want now if the reality of it is i'll be honest if 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 god appeared to me and asked me what i wanted i mean of course looking at solomon's example I would, you know, go down the lines of Solomon and ask for something along that lines because I know he paid him off. But I tell you, if I didn't know about the scriptures, I, pro- I would probably be asking for long life. This is what people ask for. They want long life, they want good health, and they want wealth. You know, those are the main three things that people ask for, you know. If you ask people to oh, pray for themselves, it's health, wealth, and long life you understand that's what people generally tend to ask for but Solomon didn't ask for any of those he asked for wisdom he understood the tax that that God had you know given him and he realized that he was going to need help so his focus was on actually serving God by serving God's people that was his focus so the reason why he asked for wisdom wasn't so that he would become wealthy but so that he could do what god had called him to do and god looked at that and god said look because you didn't ask for this which is what uh, most people would ask for i would i would give you what you've asked for and then i'll give you more on top you understand and that's what money is meant to do for us as believers money is supposed to help us serve the purposes of god and even if you're not a believer if you're not a christian and you're listening to this podcast it's the same thing money is meant to serve the purpose of god and you might say well i don't believe in god well my answer to you is that only a fool says god does not exist because excuse me even scientists they still marvel they marvel you know at the intricacies of the body if somebody says it's a big bang somebody something just happened and then all this beauty came into existence i'm sorry i think they're more foolish than i am i might not understand the science behind it but it just doesn't make sense i mean my son showed me um, a video on how dna gets replicated that there is no way there is and any scientist that says otherwise well i'm sorry for you there is no way that happened by chance there is just no way that could happen by chance it's just impossible and if we humans did not do it then there has to be a higher being that did it and it's definitely not chance so um for me uh if you say god does not exist well i'm sorry you have an issue you have a problem and may god help you okay and that's what money is meant to do it's meant to serve a purpose it's meant to serve the purposes of god in our life you know um god's purposes rather we're supposed to use money to serve god's purposes that's why god has called us to be here and so if god blesses you you have the ability of enterprise you are able to go into business and be profitable then do so with the mindset that this is for god um and not for yourself you know 
um, but mainly for God to serve God's purposes. You understand? And um, yeah, and if, if you don't have the gift of, you know, enterprise and you're just, you know, the average person who has a job and you work at your job, same thing. Just because you have your job, doesn't mean you can't be wealthy it's the way you manage the money and understand that you know you don't want to be like the 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 servant who was given one talent and went to bury his talent you want to be like the other two servants who went and they doubled you know the talents the gifts that they were given you know they were able to make good use of it because guess what we are all going to have to give account whether we like it or not the bible tells us it's appointed unto man wants to die and after death judgment we all whether you believe it or not believing it doesn't make a difference like we say ignorance of the law is no excuse just because you don't believe it doesn't make it less real and so the important thing is acknowledging god acknowledging who god is acknowledging that he's put us on the face of earth for the purpose you know, essentially for the benefit of mankind and allowing the resources that god has put in our hands to serve those purposes so um that's that's why i have so that's why i have for us um on monday um i hope you enjoy the um the episode i hope you know it, it truly 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 is a blessed you know and it just opens your eyes to a few things if you have any questions get in touch um my instagram handle is missyowete1 send me a message um if you have any questions that you want us to handle or deal with let us know um if you have any topics you want us to talk about let us know and and we'll try as much as possible to address them or get help you know or signpost you to the right direction um my name is missyowete and this is the money matters podcast <music>